0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 20. If you count all of them, it is 214 episodes. I'm Craig. I am Britt. Britt, we are back after a week off, because you know I'm, what? Why not?
1: I'm still digesting Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, like the amount of turkey and random, like, side dishes that I, I took mm-hmm. in... Most, most of the folks who know me know I've been doing keto for over a year. I stopped doing it in October because my doctor told me my hormone levels were out of whack and I should take like a month or two off. And I'm like, well, great. It's the freaking holidays coming. So hello, 2022. Back on my diet. Just don't put on the weight you took off. But so I didn't have things like stuffing and mac and cheese mm. and like anything with a pasta in it. I didn't have any of that shit for like a year and a half. And I've eaten it nonstop for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm scared to step on the scale I am I'm scared to step on the scale and don't don't even get me started on the beer because I was off
0: that's right I you, was off you were actually off you were on vacation so you know
1: I was on vacation the whole week of Thanksgiving and if you were if you came by my my holiday stream on Twitch last Friday night you know the beer was flowing pretty liberally yeah I lost track
0: of how many beers Britt had during that I horrible think, movie
1: <laughs> I think it was six. And that's Maybe. and that movie is only two hours long. I had six beers in two hours. <laughs> that is like that is like that is like your health is at risk level <laughs> of drinking for me. I mean, fortunately, I had a ton of Powerade while I was drinking. I had a beer and I had Powerade, a beer and a Powerade. But just in general, and to that end, I don't have a beer tonight because work has been crazy, and I don't. I need to detox from Friday, and you know such and such. So. Craig, let's go to you. Let's start where we always start. What are you drinking tonight?
0: Uh, so tonight, I already poured it in the glass. Apologize. I have a beer that our friend Sean gave me for my birthday. Okay. This is Southern Tier Brewing, cold brew coffee, pumpkin nitro imperial pumpkin ale. Oh,
1: that is, is wait, that is so hipster bullshit right there. <laughs> it's nitro coffee pumpkin stout, right? Uh,
0: well, it's imperial. I wouldn't call it a stout because it's it's not as heavy as a stout.
1: An imperial. Oh my God. This is what gives beer drinkers a bad name. Beers like this. I'm not blaming you. I'm glad you're trying <laughs> it and I hope it's good. But it, it, there was a commercial <laughs> on the other day where a guy walks up to a bar and the bartender is like, what do you have? And then across the room was like every stereotype you could possibly ask for <laughs> and at the end of the like he looks over at the end of the bar and there's this guy who looks like the ancient mariner he goes fisherman drink a good stout <laughs> and he turns to his right and there's a guy like dressed like his father he goes your dad dro- drank lagers you should too and then behind him are two guys in skull caps with hipster beards and one of them <laughs> goes this ipa is only brewed in a mountain by a guy who keeps goats as his only companions and there's a goat standing next to them
0: <laughs> that would probably be So not us. only
1: not <laughs> only are they drinking the goat beer but they brought a goat with them to drink the goat beer and it, this is the perception this is what I'm talking about at some point you've got to sit there and you've got to go that's too much in one beer that's too much you can do nitro and pumpkin you could do nitro and coffee you could you could combo too Putting all three is putting us at that hipster realm that gives gives beer drinkers that weird. And then if you do
0: an imperial, does that add another layer to it?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll say yeah, sure, why not? You say it's an imperial. What's the percentage on it? Uh, This
0: is eight point six.
1: Oh my god, that's 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 a one and done. I'm glad I didn't have that on on Friday. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So,
0: have you tried it? Yes, I did I did take a sip of it. Uh you there's some light penetration. You cannot see through it at all. Like can't see your fingers. And it's a very smooth, kind of a creamy taste. And then there's a very subtle coffee flavor. There's more coffee to me than pumpkin. Okay. But it's good.
1: Okay. Good. Yeah, Southern Tier does some nice stuff. I just think that there just comes a point where it's oversaturation. Like, mm. my wife was drinking an Abomination Sour the other day that was marshmallow, vanilla, guava, lactose. And I'm like, oh, my God. How do you... <laughs> how? It's just... In the race to stay unique, we've gotten to the point where unique is just You remember? Strange. You
0: remember when it was just like... <clears throat> at least around here, it was just like two roads and Nebco. Yeah. And maybe someone else.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, two roads two and roads Nebco were the first two in the area maybe Aspatuck after that for stuff that's close to us anyway. Yeah, Aspatuck was after that. And then came the wave. We got like four of them in Stamford. We got Tribus in Milford. Fairfield Craft Brewing and down the street Fairfield. which is down the street from Two Roads. Voracious. Voracious. Um well, the yeah, weird thing I mean, with Voracious,
0: I, they were a like equipment supplier before they got into mm-hmm. beer.
1: Yeah, they also operate the uh the supplier Maltose Express. Yep. And they were there. Malto's Express was there long before Voracious opened. Yes. Oh. Anyway, enough beer chat. No, oh, there's no such thing as too much beer chat. But let's get on to burning hot takes. <laughs> um, Craig, I, I've got some interesting stuff on the screen from uh, from CBS. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off tonight. <clears throat> okay. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the 2021 NFL playoff picture. CBS fed all their stuff into a fancy computer. And we discussed in depth the people that they said were going to make the playoffs weren't going to make the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. You may remember your Bengals were out of the AFC AFC playoff projection at that point. I do. Well, according to CBS, they're now in. They're going to be wild card number two. Mm. Hmm. Um. And the Chiefs are now the AFC West champions, and the the Chargers are the last wild card. Which remind I got to bring it up when the Chiefs were two and four. Mm-hmm. I went on FanDuel mm-hmm. and I put up at the bet was like plus 240. I put 10 bucks on the Chiefs to win the AFC West. <laughs> and lo and behold, they haven't lost since. <laughs> at the same time, I put a bet at like plus 350 for five bucks that the Chargers would not make the playoffs. <laughs> that could still if, happen. It, it not only could it happen now. I have, for the first time in my betting career, granted, betting's only been legal in Connecticut for a couple weeks now, for the first time, I got an email from a betting site asking me if I would want a buyout that was in my favor. Oh, really? You know, sometimes you put, if you're not familiar, when you bet on these football games, say you put $10 on the Browns, and halfway through the game, it's a tie game. If you log into the site, you may see a message that says, Cash out option eight dollars. Thinking, okay, well, you risked it. You may not feel comfortable with it. You might just want to take your eight dollars and go home and take a two dollar loss. Right. But it's almost always in the, f- in the favor of the casino. Usually, yes. This time, I put ten dollars in the chief, and they're offering me like eighteen dollars to cash out. I wonder why. <laughs> so things have shifted. I'm actually going to look. Around. I'm going to look into it live. All right. While we're having this conversation, I'm gonna look and see what my odds are for those those two things. Log back in. Yep, that's my face. We have two factor authentication. Yeah, let's all right so let me ask standard. my question while I get while I yeah. get this up. I'll I'll get yeah. this working. But the newest version of the AFC playoff projection uh-huh. has the one seed going to the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Craig, do you think the Ravens get the buy with the Bills, Titans, uh, and Chiefs all <clears throat> hot on their heels? If, now, I'm basing this off the last couple weeks.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I put that at, like, 50-50 right now. I don't think it's a solid lock-in like people thought in the beginning of the year. Uh, it, it Clearly, there have been teams that have been able to stop the Ravens. They watched a lot of film on Lamar and were able to contain him, and if you do that, the Ravens' offense just shuts down. So... To say that the Ravens are going to get the one seed as of right now before week 13 is iffy at best.
1: I think the Bills, (laughs) if the Bills beat the Patriots this week, they've got to be the favorite for the one seed. They've got to be. And the Bills have stumbled, but who hasn't stumbled? The Chiefs got off to a terrible start. The Titans suddenly look vulnerable. The Bills have lost a couple of games recently.
0: The Bengals Everyone... for the bye, their last two games for the buy, they looked horrible.
1: Oh, I didn't tell you this. I put ten dollars on the the Bengals to win the AFC North. Oh,
0: I did too. Like actually I think like I a 20. month ago.
1: <laughs> like a month ago. I just got a cash out offer. Ten dollar bet. They're gonna give me eleven dollars and nine cents if I walk away right now. <laughs> they're gonna pay me a dollar to say forget about the whole thing. But if the Bengals win, it was plus three thirty, that's forty three dollar <laughs> payout. I'm gonna sit on that. Hey, you might as well. The, the chief payout for a ten dollar bet for the Chiefs to win the the West it was a plus two ten by the way so a ten dollar bet pays thirty one dollars they're offering me seventeen dollars and ninety two cents to walk away right now hmm. that's how much things have shifted in the last like four weeks for the Chiefs and the Chargers so I don't think I don't think the Ravens get the one seed at all let's shoot over to the NFC really quick but before, before I get to yours yeah the, the the one seed playoff projection according to the CBS computers the one seed is going to be the Cardinals how wait what. Cardinals. Cardinals. Yep. Really?
0: Yep. Ah. I feel like the Cardinals are too broken. They're like they're an injury and a half away from missing the playoffs.
1: (laughs) I think I think the Packers are probably the gotta be the favorite for the one seed, but the Packers feel again, what's the only thing that derails really, really truly good teams is injury. And what ha- the Packers lost to the Chiefs. The Packers lost to the Chiefs because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Yeah, if he was playing, if ch- I
0: don't know if the Chiefs win that game.
1: And that's when they were skidding, remember? Because yeah. we were all joking that that was a premier matchup before, and now it was like, oh my God, I can't believe this has got to be on TV. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, they better send Aaron Rodgers a fruit basket. <laughs> because that was the game they got right. That was the game that they started to they started to show pre- and it, it, since then they've looked okay. They still don't look dominant, but they've looked okay. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I think Green Bay's got to be the favorite there, yeah. so. Okay, and what's your question for me?
0: Uh so my question oh, for you,
1: uh
0: yeah, no. Uh, my question for you involves another possible, well, another th- thing involving quarterback or actually a whole team in general. So, okay. <clears throat> Troy Aikman the other day, actually I think it was today he said this. He he went off on a kind of a tangent about the Rams and quote unquote super teams. And he said that he's never seen it work in the NFL because after this past week and this actually even started the week before now, people are saying that uh, Matt Stafford has an Odell Beckham problem where now all of a sudden you have a superstar, another superstar receiver so now the team or quarterback feels like they need to force feed him the ball because he had last game, he had 10, he had 10, not attempts, but you know, targets. 10 targets and he only caught five of them. And one of them was a touchdown. Yep. <clears throat> and, you know. And then you look at the Rams and they signed, um, they signed Von Miller a couple weeks yep. before Odell. And, for him. and it seems like, you know, like Troy said, super teams don't work in the NFL. They may work in video games clearly, but do you think he's right? He's onto something. Do do signing major, multiple major free agents, quote unquote, do they help teams or does it make it worse?
1: I I think you have to consider the super teams only form through free agency, in his opinion, because you can make the argument that the, the Cowboys drafted themselves into a super team yeah. over the well, course of a couple of seasons.
0: His argument is you you're signing people, not so much drafting.
1: It's I from mean, signing I don't know. free agents. I don't know if I agree with him, but history certainly backs him up. I mean, and was it 1999 or 2000 that Dan Snyder opened up his checkbook and brought in all this major defensive people and all these these big-name free agents, and it just fell flat? I mean, yeah, I think to a certain extent there is. I think I think the problem, and and to be fair, the Rams haven't won a game since they brought in Von Miller. They're 0-3 since they traded for him. So there's, there's, these are, these are valid concerns. I think, I think anytime you add a player to a team, there is going to be a settling in period. So, um, you know, and, and Odell is a huge distraction. I don't think there's any benefit to bringing Odell Beckham Jr. In ever, uh, at this point in his career, because he's more a distraction than anything else. So I don't know if I agree with him, but I can't dispute his data. What do you think?
0: Uh, the same, if we're just looking at the, if we're just looking at the Rams, I mean, you're right. You're right. In one aspect, it does take players, even if they've been playing for several years and they go to a different team, like it's a completely different environment and does a different playbook. So it does take time to, you know, evolve and like get used to how they do things. So honestly, unless you're, and I don't want to take anything away from any position player, but unless you're a running back whose you know, f- scope of focus <laughs> is pretty much is running the ball. So you really just have to know to go left or right or middle is much mm-hmm. different than a receiver. And, you know, they do run routes, but receivers running routes every play. A quarterback has to know everything that's going on in the field. Same thing with a middle linebacker. Um, so I think there is going to be adjustment time. And you're right that I <clears throat> I guess they thought with, with uh, Robert Woods getting hurt, Odell would be a good addition. You know, to have somebody go down the sidelines. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work, really. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. They already had Van Jefferson. <clears throat> they're, Van Jefferson they're There's already Rams.
0: I've seen people's reasoning being that he's too young and too inexperienced to to help them right now. Because apparently, you know, they want to win now.
1: He um, has helped them.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> when did Woods get hurt?
0: <clears throat> uh, three weeks ago.
1: I'm pulling up his stats right now. I want to see game logs. Game logs. Van Jefferson's last th- three games. Mm-hmm. Three receptions on nine targets. 93 yards in the touchdown. Three receptions on seven targets. 54 yards. Three receptions on seven targets. 41 yards. They brought in Odell right before Robert Woods got hurt, and they've lost two <clears> games <throat> since then. So that's the last two games. So in the two games since since they brought in Odell... Jefferson is six for sixteen, which is not a good catch rate. I admit, Right. he's six for sixteen for 147 yards in the touchdown. That's not exactly terrible.
0: No, I think I think people's issues with him are drops,
1: which which, which these numbers would back up. I mean, what I, I uh, six for sixteen? That's like 30 percent. Right. That's a little bit. That's like 35 percent. I'm not doing the math very good in my head. I'll do the math. I'll do it. Sixteen right. divided by six is way oh, way that that can't be right. <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> six divided by sixteen. There we go. Thirty-seven and a half percent. So yeah, all right, so he's under forty percent. But I mean he's the deep ball threat. The deep ball threat. He's not gonna catch in they've played how many games this year? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They've played eleven games this year he's got three games where he's got a catch of over 60 yards or uh, 60 yards or more. Hmm. Hmm. In the season opener, he was only targeted three times. He had two catches for 80 and a touchdown. So I don't know what people want. That's beside the point. <laughs> All right. All right. Really quick. Yeah. Last one from, from me, cause we, we got to move on. I looked at the slate of games this week and preparing for America's favorite game. And one game jumped out at me. Okay. That I said, I need to discuss with Craig. And I guarantee it's not a game that you would think I would bring up.
0: Okay. Although you know
1: me well, so maybe you would say, okay, I'm not surprised you're asking about that game. But if I said to you, Oh, that reminds me, we haven't heard from the source today. Oh. Let's text the source really quick. Any picks for this week? Nope. That no no. Don't send a text to any picks for this week. <laughs> <laughs> any picks. I'm not even drinking. That's the worst part. Um. So, I right, so the, the, you wouldn't even think it'd be the game. I think you would. If if I said to you, "There's one game I'm looking at," you probably would never guess this game. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So, I'm gonna tell you it's Vikings at Lions. I was not gonna guess that, but okay. <laughs> That's what I mean, right? <clears throat> okay. I'm not gonna tell you what the over/under is because you got to play America's favorite game. But Lions are plus seven. They played on Thanksgiving, which means they basically got have like ten days off. Now. The Vikings come in back-to-back road games. They don't look very sharp. Kirk looks like he's up to throwing the ball to just in the air to see who catches it. Dalvin Cook is unlikely to play. My question, Craig, is this the <clears throat> week for Detroit?
0: Um, seeing how the Vikings were the last two weeks, Dalvin Cook being hurt and Kirk Cousins being. Distraught and Justin Jefferson clearly yelling at him at times from across yeah. the field. <sighs> this might be the and I think everyone of the Lions is healthy. I don't know about DeAndre Swift, um, but <clears throat> this could be the Lions. This I would not be I surprised the Lions win this game. Now,
1: what if I told you the Lions <laughs> were plus seven?
0: I would take the plus seven.
1: I think I am. I'm I in that game. I am eyeing that game. With it, With rare exception, their games have been pretty close.
0: They haven't. They haven't. Well, I mean, there's a couple of blowouts, I think. I mean, I have to look at their schedule.
1: I'm pulling it up right now. But a lot of their okay. games
0: were in, like, one score, I feel like. All right.
1: So they lost to the Niners by eight. Okay. They lost to the Packers by 18. Okay. They right. lost to the Ravens by two. That was that record-setting field goal. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Bears by 10. They lost to the Vikings by two. Mm-hmm. They got killed by the Bengals. They lost to the Rams by nine. They got killed by the Eagles. They tied the Steelers. They lost to the Browns by three. They lost to the Bears by two. So So how many times did they lost by like more than 10 points? Like like three?
0: Three three times? Yeah. Bengals, the Packers, and someone else. Yeah. Uh,
1: The Bengals, the Packers, and the Eagles hit them 44 to six on Halloween.
0: Yeah. So... Playing Minnesota again, plus seven. I would take that plus seven.
1: They, they, they lost 19 to 17 in Minnesota. Yeah. Now they're home in Minnesota. I'm looking at that. I th- that <laughs> game is intriguing to me. That game is really intriguing to me. And I, I think that, I think Detroit could win it outright. I do. I think Detroit could win it outright. So, all right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, I guess America's favorite game. Let's go to America's Favorite Game. Jeez, I'm a i am I take a week off and I don't even know how to run my own show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> see what so five weeks you, do. <laughs> yeah, see, so the good news is you didn't lose last week because right. we didn't we didn't play last week. So we didn't record. So the better news is apparently all this parody and like things like Denver beating the Chargers has scared Vegas into this weird kind of like don't rock the boat situation. Okay. <laughs> there is only two games over 50. Two, eh? And there are 14 games on the slate this week. So there's a 10 of them have lines between 44 and 49. Oh man. <laughs> like everyone is sitting there going average scoring right in the middle, somewhere in that 44 point range. But two teams, and nobody under 40. The lowest over-under of the week is 41.5. So your task tonight, with three strikes on the board, tell me the two (sighs) games that are 50.5 over-unders. All right.
0: Let's go with our default every week. Let's go with the Broncos Chiefs.
1: Broncos Chiefs is absolutely incorrect. Wow. 47.5. I know. I was shocked.
0: You're going to take the over in that game?
1: Uh, yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. Because I, I, yeah. The problem is, the problem is that the the, the Broncos are inept at offense. The only thing they can do is run the ball. But you know what the only thing the Chiefs can't do is stop the run. That's true. Everyone is The Chiefs, Melvin Gordon... And uh was Jamal Williams. I'm drawing yeah. a blank on his name. That's not the right guy. Javante Williams. Yes. They're, they should have a field day. They should both be DFS viable, in my opinion. I haven't looked at the metric number specifically yet, but they should both be viable. They should be. So, yeah, I'm, I'll am i take <laughs> the over in that game. I will. So, but that's strike one. Damn. And, and you know that what? I think that's the first, time, <laughs> the first time the Chiefs have been under 50, I think, this entire year. I'd have to go back and check the tape on it. But I think it's the first time they've been under fifty all year.
0: All right, let me see the games here. Uh,
1: Believe it or not, there's actually five games with higher over unders than the Chiefs Broncos this week, and that's shocking to me. Wow,
0: Giants. No, uh, Cardinals Bears. No, Saints Cowboys. Maybe if it was the Saints from last year, but I don't think so.
1: Last year Saints, I would say you'd have to go that way, but. Uh. Cowboys are getting very close to tire fire.
0: They're they're on the, for me too. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're on the line. They're on the line. Colts Texans. expectations are way too high. I don't think the Texans score that much.
1: Yeah, these are not games. I would guess this okay. is this is a hard week.
0: Um, <clears throat> let's go. Man, man, this is a hard week. All right, let's just go with it. Let's just try Jags Rams.
1: Jags Rams is a forty-eight. So that is oh, strike on. two. Boo! Strike two. That is a game. I, w- I won't touch that game. The only if that game's forty-eight, then it's probably like 35-13. I, I mean, but you know what? You're gonna get right. The Rams are gonna get right. They're gonna get, if, if the Rams lose to Jacksonville, then it's over. It's oh <laughs> my, my god! hope
0: my hope for John Stafford is is done.
1: <sighs> oh my god! Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I think I think I'll take the Rams here. I think they're minus. 13 honestly so that's like roughly 35 21 kind of yeah i think they're minus 13 but i I won't touch that game i just won't there's the kind of game where a team like jacksonville decides they're gonna make a statement and all of a sudden it's 27 24 (laughs) and jacksonville wins you're like holy crap what the hell just happened
0: i know now there's all these rumors that urban meyers can go back to college shocking
1: yeah yeah
0: so I think I think last thing I think is I saw a rumor about him taking the Notre Dame
1: job. Good, let him go there and fail. <laughs> let him go there and fail. Chip Kelly, by the way, totally mishandled that situation. Which the Notre Dame one? Yes. Oh, the team found out by press release. Oh, really? I thought they. I thought he texted them. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, no. Some of them, he didn't. He didn't, he reached out to them after the press release came out, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't know LSU was going to release it that quickly." Are you kidding?
0: Yes, you do. Are you new to this? You should have told them, like, when you when you decided and you got hired, that's when you should have told them.
1: Yes. Number one, if you're in that situation, again, we've all had jobs we've had to quit. Right. I, I, unless, you're, unless you're 12 years old and you're listening to this podcast, by which way, welcome. Don't forget, we do use <laughs> swear words here. But unless you're 12 years old, you've had a job you've had to quit. You don't go around telling, you don't go around publicizing it unless you really hate your old boss. Right. And, and the people you work with, you don't go on Facebook and talk about it until you tell your boss. Right. It's just not the way it's done. And for something as high profile as, a, as the job at LSU, that's a conversation you have at time of hire. Chip Kelly's people has to say to LSU, can you give us a day? So we can talk to the team, or do you have plans to put out a press release? Because we want to make sure it it coincides with Chip having time to talk to his team. They did none of that here. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) Chip Kelly said, "I'll take." They said, "You want it?" He said, "I'll take it," and they all hung up the phone.
0: (laughs) They were like, "Now what?"
1: (laughs) I'll see you next week to sign the paperwork. Have a great night. (laughs) Click. And LSU put out a press release, and now Chip Kelly's like, "Oh yeah, so um, yeah." (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> awkward
1: yep uh, all right so all right and so one strike and there's both both answers are still on the board i can't i'm scared all right, let's for you.
0: go let's go with the person who the media hates the most out of everyone who's ever lived um let's go with the buccaneers and falcons
1: yeah they re- that matt poor matt ryan let's just just say that <laughs> right Poor matt ryan bucks falcons is 50 and a half that's correct wow there we go that's correct I don't know where they think 50 and a half is coming from unless I mean, there, there, there were reports today that stuff had been stolen from Mac Jones when he left and they were in Atlanta last week. And that one of the guys, one of the locker room attendants from Atlanta has been running a black market of player goods, which wouldn't be shocking because Brady's Jersey, as you remember famously went missing after a Super Bowl game and got found in a, a reporter's bag. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know how I got that got there. And you know, uh, that whole thing, so it sounds like there's some shady stuff going on in the Atlanta Falcons locker room. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how Atlanta, I don't know how you get 50 and a half in that game. I don't,
0: I don't see it. Um, okay. Cause What's the, Buccane- the, the Buccaneers score like 48 points.
1: <laughs> so the bucks are minus 11. So let's huh. do some quickie math. That's roughly 39, 40 points. So that's, 20 to 31. Uh, roughly 20 to 31. The Falcons can score at least twice, (laughs) but that's not 20 at every point. The Falcon doesn't score under 50. If they score 14 points, that means Brady's got to account for 37, (laughs) 37, 14,
0: Uh, the way the Falcons have been. It wouldn't shock me. Honestly,
1: it would have to be they'd have to be up by double digits at halftime. They'd have to be up this that game would have to be like twenty eight to seven at halftime for this to happen because there the Arians is not Belichick. Belichick keeps his foot to the floor. He's always looking, he looks at games that are blowouts as practice. Get out there and practice. Essentially. Arians looks at it as holy shit, my quarterback's forty. <laughs>
0: You should come off the field now.
1: Go sit <laughs> out, old man, and have it an insure. <laughs> Wait a minute. Your receivers? You mean the guys the you guys like catching the ball? Sit their asses down, too. I got 53 guys here. Who's the backup? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing. I don't see how they're going to get to that number just based off of they don't play the same style as New England. A blowout is possible. I just don't see it as likely. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a game I won't touch. That's another game I won't touch. I'm not really thrilled with the Lions this week. I'll be honest with you. Except for the Lions <clears> themselves, I'm not right. thrilled. All right. You got one strike. All right. And you got one game. All
0: right. You know what? Give it I'm, to me. I'm two beers in because I had a beer before the podcast. I'm going to go. Was that an Imperial? It was. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to go with a game that should have been bumped. I'm going to go Chargers Bengals.
1: Chargers Bengals is correct. Woo. That's a 50 and a half. I think that is half the fact that the Bengals on offense look like they have turned a massive corner and the Chargers should be better. And the Chargers are coming off a stinging loss and now they got to keep up with the Joneses. Yep. And I I the I don't Chargers think anybody are
0: playing in Cincinnati in December, so that's going to be In Cincy
1: and the problem is the Broncos are going to Kansas City. So unless the Broncos have back-to-back upsets in them, which I don't think anybody believes is going to happen. I can see it happening. I don't think yeah. it'll happen. It could, unless
0: "quote unquote." But if it that does happen, but
1: yeah, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, that hurts the Chargers badly, badly. So, What's so the what is standpoint? so what does
0: the AFC West look like? So let's say the Char- let's say Denver loses and the Chargers lose.
1: Pulling up right now. Stay with me. All right, the AFC West right now, the Chiefs have a one-game lead on everybody. Okay. Everyone is six and five, except the Chiefs are seven and four. Okay. So if the Broncos lose to the Chiefs, right, and the Chargers lose to the Bengals, they're now two games back of the lead. Who who who's who are the Raiders playing this week?
0: Uh, they are playing the Washington Football Team.
1: So you got to expect that that's probably a win. <clears throat> probably. <clears throat> now the chaos happens. <laughs> If the Broncos beat the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders both win their games, the entire division is seven and five. That's kind of crazy. Now you got chaos.
0: Yeah, this honestly, after the last two weeks, the playoffs are giant, you know, who the hell knows? That would be AFC a-
1: West have... Chaos.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just a mess. Um, and then quick quick little side note on that on that um Chargers Bengals game. Do you know the Chargers played the Bengals in the "quote unquote" Freezer Bowl in
1: 1982? There you go. <clears throat> That's right. There you go. This is the 20th anniversary. That's been 20 years. Yep. And uh,
0: you know who was in that game? Dick Enberg and Chris oh, Collins and Chris Collinsworth and Did Dan F- Collins and Dan Fouts.
1: <laughs> Did Chris Collinsworth look across at Dick Enberg and go, "Now there's a guy."
0: Well, da- he always says that. Yeah, well, Dick Enberg was the announcer, but Crownsworth played and Dan Fouts played.
1: But it was, it was,
0: it was cold. It was like, I'm trying to find, it was like with the wind chill, it was like negative 30 or some insane number.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the metric. All right. All right. So we took last week off. I gave the metric a holiday too. I poured him a nice little banana daiquiri and said, here, drink this. I'm looking to see if we've gotten anything from... We've gotten nothing from the source. I think the source is going underground.
0: It happens sometimes.
1: It does. I mean, he's a very mysterious figure.
0: Wow, really quick. It was minus 59 with the wind chill.
1: Holy shit. How is that even possible?
0: (laughs) I don't know, but that's cold. Very cold. How is that
1: even (laughs) possible? (laughs) I I sat at a UConn football game in December once. With the wind blowing in my face, and it was snowing. (laughs) And I think it was minus six with the wind chill. And I thought I was going to (laughs) die. And that's not even close to what you're talking to me about.
0: That's crazy talk.
1: We bought a case. I'm not even, uh, not a case, a a carton of those little charcoal activated hand warmers. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say Dubra, but okay.
1: No, that's, that's that's, those are other stories. That's like a 20 pack of them. Okay. We were literally we had them in our shoes and in our <laughs> gloves. It was I think it was me and Keith. Our, our buddy Keith. <clears throat> so there were so we were four eight of us each. No, you know what it was? It was it was we had enough for to change every quarter. So that's that's like 32. There's like 35 of them in this box and we so we finally said, "Okay, kickoff happens. We put two we activated two. We put them in our shoes, put two in our gloves and we sat there. With, like, two minutes left in the first quarter, we're ready to die. Wow. We're dying. Our extremities are losing it. And I think an incomplete pass happened with, like, two seconds left in the first quarter. And Keith and I were like, oh, Jesus Christ. You've got to <laughs> stop. Let's catch the ball. Because we just wanted the quarter to end. Because that was the agreement. We would only change them every quarter so we could space them out.
0: They knew you were waiting.
1: <laughs> I, I, I remember... When we got to the gate that day, I had the box with me and they're not edible and they're not a banned substance. And the security guard at the door looks at me and goes, what's in the box? I open up and I go hand warmers. And I opened the box up like I was trying to sell him one, like on display. And he went, went, I don't know. (laughs) I went, there is nothing in your rules that prohibit hand warmers. I've already checked. I've already checked <laughs> the stadium rules. You have nothing that prohibits them. And the guy goes, oh, I-, I know that. I'm wondering if you have an extra pair you could spare for me. <laughs> and so I him gave him, him a set. Here you oh. go. I gave him two. Here you go. Nice. Here's two. Nice. Put them in your goddamn hands and tell nobody because those are the only two actually I have to spare. The rest of these, are, we, we, we had this whole conversation walking through the stadium. How we were going to do this to make sure they lasted. So All right, So so the metric got the, the week off. So I come back to it. and I go, are you arrested, buddy? Are you ready to give me some decent guys? And he went, Don't worry, I got you covered. I said, Hit me. Let's go start with quarterback. And he said, Taysom Hill. And I went, I don't know. So Taysom Hill's only 5,000. Here's my biggest issue when you take super discount quarterbacks 17 points feels like a ceiling to me. If Taysom Hill gets over 20 points, I'll be shocked. I think I'm going to bypass him, and I'm going to look for one of the more higher-scoring games and look at maybe Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Just saying. I think both of them are good for at least 20 points. It's not as good a value play, but I think I'm willing to pay up the extra 1000 to get somebody I know reliably is going to get me points. What do you think?
0: Uh, No, those are the two quarterbacks I was looking at because they are... You know, they're a a little above mid range. You know, there's sixty, sixty three hundred and sixty seven hundred. and 6,700. Um, like, I'm not going to pay up really for, like, say, let me just look at the list here. I'm
1: not paying up for Brady
0: or Dak, Dak Dak's 7,100. Like, Brady
1: is 7,200. And I'm telling you again, if that game is 35 to 7 at half, and Leonard Fournette has a rushing touchdown, and Ronald Jones has a running touchdown or two, and Brady. Is six for 10 for 112 yards in one touch. If they're up 35 nothing or 28 nothing, he is not going to play the whole game. Yes. <laughs> that I, but he's probably throwing for four touchdowns. If they get that, did he throw for four touchdowns last week?
0: No, but Leonard they Ford did. he ran. <laughs>
1: they scored five rushing touchdowns last week. Yep. Four by Fournette, <laughs> one by Ronald Jones, because we looked at each other and went, huh, Ronald Jones still plays? So, <laughs> poor Sean. <laughs> yeah, poor Sean. He was big on Ronald Jones this year. He was the Ronald Jones truther, and the truth was he's wrong. <laughs> the the Bucks had a big week last week, and Brady didn't need to have it.
0: Right. So
1: I'm not buying into, well, this game is going to be high scoring, so Brady is definitely going to have the numbers. If this game does end up being one-sided and high scoring, they might rest him. So I'm going to fade Brady in every format. Dak, I have no faith. The Cowboys have been exposed. The Cowboys have been exposed. Zeke is not the same. Craig <clears> told <it>. you. <laughs> he called it. He was like, I don't know. The guys I trust are just so expensive this week. Like, Kyler Murray is going to be 7500 but he's a great pick against Chicago. But I don't think he's going to – at 7,500, he's got to get to 24 points. I don't know if he's going to get to 24 points. Lamar Jackson, 7,800. He's got to get to, like, 27 points. Josh Allen, 7,900. He's got to get to 24 points against New England. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: But what would you you pay up for Mahomes at 7,700 against Denver?
1: No, because Denver's secondary is very aggressive. Hmm. Very, very aggressive, which means he's going to have opportunities – But then it comes down to a a coin flip thing. So Tyreek Hill is going to get his chance to streak down the field. But is KC going to be able to buy the time he's going to need to unload the ball? Right. Let's remember, every time Tyreek Hill is in single coverage, that means either a coverage was blown or there is a free safety coming at Patrick Mahomes' face. (laughs) One of those two things is going to be true in almost every situation where Tyreek Hill has one-on-one coverage. And as fast as Cheetah is, and he's not a great adjuster on his routes, in my opinion. He's not one of those guys on the fly that goes, oh, crap, Patrick's in trouble. I'm going to step back. And Patrick, that's what he uses Kelsey for. That's what he used Sammy Watkins for. Sammy Watkins, of course, is not there anymore. That's what he uses Demarcus Robinson for all the time. So, I, no, I would not pay up for Mahomes this week either. You know who's intriguing to me, too, and he's way down. I've only got him for 17 points is Matt Stafford, but he's 7,300 if he was under seven k, he might be a, he might be usable. So, yeah. all right, let's move on to running back. So you're gonna have a trouble yeah. at quarterback. You, you can't go you can't go big at quarterback this week. You got to find out your risk level has to be. Do you want to do you want to risk going five thousand dollars and going Taysom Hill, or do you want to go with something a little bit more mid range and take a um, take more of a, a Joe Burrow at sixty three hundred? You know, I'm not I'm not touching Mac Jones. Mac Jones is only fifty three hundred. Not gonna touch it. Derek Carr, 6,000, not going to touch it. It's it's a rough week. It's a rough week at quarterback. Running back, a little bit easier. Antonio Gibson is only 5,700, and Vegas gives up the run like a slot that's broken. (laughs) So I'm expecting 20-plus points from Antonio Gibson. Now, again, everyone was like, oh, Antonio Gibson preseason. ah!" Yeah, I get it. He hasn't. Frickin' John Hansen had an episode on Sirius XM entitled, I'm apologizing for Antonio Gibson again. Except he for, hasn't lived up for to last week. <laughs> last week was good. That's what I'm saying. So Antonio Gibson's absolutely usable at 5,700. Beyond that, this is where I'm paying up this week, guys. Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon. Oh, Jonathan Taylor's ninety two hundred. I've got him slated for thirty-two points. I think he's gonna break the thirty point barrier. I think he's got to have at least one touchdown on him, probably two, and I'm looking at about 150 all-purpose yards. I just I, – I just, it's there. Now, here's the problem. You pay up for Jonathan Taylor and or Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon decides to have one of those games where he carries the ball four times for 16 yards and then goes out with a mysterious injury. Right. Or Jonathan Taylor gets put aside because Indianapolis is killing Houston by 30. But if he's killing them by 30, knowing they don't want Wentz to throw. I'm probably going to pair Gibson and Taylor in a bunch of lineups and just have to spend down elsewhere. What do you like at running back this week?
0: Um, <clears throat> I do like Gibson this week because he's the reason why uh, I lost in the home league because I was up by 30 points, and then I lost by, like, five. So, yep. yeah, especially with him being 5,700. I mean, that's that's an amazing value. for And he's playing the Raiders. Yep. Uh, you know who's intriguing? I'm yeah. sorry. Go on. Finish, yeah, it. No. finish that thought. Uh, so I do, you know, I do like Mixon because the uh, the Chargers' run defense is not spectacular. But again, yeah, you always wonder about, you know, is he going to twist his ankle and then what? Then what are you going to do? Right. Uh, so- I mean, you could
1: say that about anybody, but Joe Mixon has had a lot of those little. He just needs to set out the second half, and he'll be back next week. Kind of injuries in his early on in his career. Right. And since he has been cautious with him, and if the Chargers falter and they don't need Mixon. I think that game's going to be close. I don't think that's going to be yeah. a problem. But but I do
0: I do like and I don't be upset. I do like Melvin Gordon at 5300.
1: Oh, how can you not? Against the Chiefs. <laughs> how can you not? The Chiefs defensively, <laughs> the Chiefs pass rush has gotten better, the Chiefs secondary is playing better, but that neither of those things work against the run. Correct. <laughs> you can still run on Kansas City. That and and, and, and this, the, the improvement to the passing defense, both on the rush and on the, in the secondary, could be very temporary. Right. This is how this team goes. They turn it on in bursts. They got criticized like crap. Now they've won four in a row, and they're leading the division. Does the pressure feel a little bit off? If the pressure comes off... Yeah, then they're like, eh, we'll be all right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, three weeks ago, uh, Tiramateau uh, Tira was uh, t- calling us a toxic fan base. That's right. He was. He's done with us anyway. He wants way too much money. There's no way we can afford to keep him. You know, it was uh, really quick before we move on, you yeah. know who's intriguing this, year, this week? And I might have to sneak him into a lineup. Who? Clyde Edward Hilaire. Oh, really? 5,800. Can he get to 17 points?
0: Against Denver at home? Uh, there's a pretty good, I would say there's a, a pretty good chance.
1: Denver's secondary is fantastic, but their run and their short game is not. If you if you sprint Tyreek Hill and you you go you go with three wide single set back and you sprint everybody down the field and do a uh, uh a screen pass or run a quarterback option to
0: Byron Pringle. Or,
1: Yeah, well, yeah, or run run the, I forget what they call it, that little inside draw that he likes to do with little shovel passes. You run that stuff, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could have, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could have three carries for seven yards and nothing, or he could have 18 carries for 105 and two touchdowns. Either is possible. His ceiling is really high, but his floor is like three points. Right. Yep. It's intriguing. I'm going to have to look at it. Oh, all right, we're running out of time. I got to go to wide receivers. So I said to the the metric, (laughs) I gave you the week off, and the week I gave you off, Darnell Mooney went freaking off. And Darnell Mooney does not go off two weeks in a row, and he's playing Arizona. So don't you dare give me Darnell Mooney. And he said, don't worry about it. I'm not talking about Darnell Mooney this week. I'm like, who are you talking about? And he said, Nico Collins. And I went, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Nico Collins is 3,100, and the metric has him slated for eight points. And that puts him like it doesn't put him at 3X. I have no wideouts at 3X this week. Not one. The names across the top are just crap-tacular. So, you know <laughs> who I'm going to use? Who are going to use? I'm going <laughs> to use Darnell Mooney at 5,600. <laughs> And Brandon Ayuk at fifty six hundred. I'm gonna have to go middle of the road this week. There's some value out there. Uh Deontay Harris is thirty-six hundred. He has potential to actually make a Devontae Parker, but the Giants secondary is, is stingy. Um I actually like Zay Jones possibly this week at thirty two hundred. Um but a lot of it's a reach this week. A lot of it is a reach, you know. I mean, like Jalen Rager, thirty-two hundred. I just I don't know. It, this is a this is going to be a rough week, guys. You're going to have to you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And if you want, to, you can start Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor, but get ready to be starting Josh Reynolds, Nico Collins, and Jawan Jennings.
0: <laughs> exactly. <clears throat>
1: you know, and Jennings has looked good for San Francisco. You got you can't deny that. I just don't think that there's a consistent role there for him yet, because Ayuk has been coming on and Debo Samuel has been dominant. So so, help me out, Craig. Who am I looking at this week? I have no idea what to do with Whiteout. So, I'm scared. like
0: like you said, Whiteout is an absolute. <laughs> Whiteout is an absolute mess this week. If you're looking for value, um, finally last week, if I had him in my lineup in our home league, I would have won. I do T Higgins is finally he he had his breakout week last week, <clears throat> so I think with him with the Bengals being at home against the Chargers, he has the potential to do it again. So I am looking at him. I do. I know you're going to call me crazy. You're crazy. T.Y. Hilton is $4,400. they are playing Houston. The price
1: tag's right. The price tag is there. But if they rely on the run game, <clears throat> if can Jonathan Taylor and T.Y. both produce value at the same time? At
0: 4400 I think he, the potential is higher than in, okay. in a normal case. I
1: think. Okay, I mean in a week where there is so little it, the the prices everyone's fifty five hundred or up or under three thousand. Right. Like that middle grade is just not there this week. Oh look at look at Deontay Harris at thirty six hundred. It's Deontay Harris. It's Taysom Hill, a quarterback. We have no idea what to expect from Taysom Hill. Well, Albert Wilson's thirty two hundred. He's playing the Giants, and he's still Albert Wilson. Sorry, I just I don't see it here. I don't see the uh, the obvious plays are expensive. Keenan Allen is seventy five hundred dollars. Murky's Brown is sixty five hundred dollars. Godwin sixty six hundred. Thielen seventy three hundred. The guys you count on week in week out to sit there and go, that's the guy I can use. They're all over six thousand this week. There is nobody in that mid range.
0: None. It's very well.
1: Deshaun Jackson. <clears throat> but I'm not using them at forty two hundred. Cole Beasley at 4,400. Great. I have no interest in, in Cole Beasley. None? You sure? <laughs> None. All right, so let's talk about tight ends. There's got to be value with tight end, otherwise we're screwed. And there is. <laughs> Foster Moreau is 2,700, and the metric has him slated for 10 points. Did something bad happen to... Darren God, what? They... Yeah. Darren Wall is hurt, isn't he? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Yes. No, he's hurt. I don't know why I didn't. I, I don't know why I don't remember that, these things. It's because I look at so many fucking names. Darren Waller is out. Moreau is twenty seven hundred. That's going to put him in the ten point range against Washington. I think. I think he's probably going to be usable. I think that's probably what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to use <clears throat> Austin Moreau to save four or five hundred bucks so that I can afford to do these other things. What do you like at tight end this week?
0: Hi, tight end. To, it's almost. It's. It's not as bad as receiver, but it's definitely up there. Like I am not paying. I like
1: this. I like these
0: numbers I'm seeing. Like, well, you know, I'm not paying. I'm not paying up for Mark Andrews at six thousand.
1: No, but like, look at the guys in the mid range. Look at Azoma at thirty two hundred. Look at Cook at thirty one hundred. Look at Thomas at four thousand.
0: Those those could work or Cole Komet at thirty six hundred, or Tyler Tyler Conklin at thirty seven.
1: Listen, don't spend more than four thousand dollars.
0: Essentially, yes. Do not spend up for. Do not spend fifty four hundred dollars on Zach Ertz. Just don't do oh,
1: that. Oh, breaking th- news from Mets land: Marcus Stroman's going to the Cubs.
0: Oh, sad.
1: Oh, Sorry. he was good.
0: He, Sorry, Cinch.
1: New York, New York, did not treat him well enough, in my opinion. That's beside the point. I thought he 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 was he did a good job for New York. He put up with a lot of our bullshit too. Yeah, I would not pay, but I'm not going to pay more than four thousand this week. There are too many good options or decent options. Tyler Higby's thirty-eight hundred against freaking Jacksonville. Yeah, Tyler Higby has stunk this year. I get it, but thirty-eight hundred, he gets in the end zone once. You've pretty much got value, and it's Jacksonville. I'm not right. spending enough <laughs> this week on. I'm. This is where I'm going to save my money. I'm going to save my money on tight end. Defense. Metric says there is no value anywhere. Everybody one. is too <laughs> well-
0: one you can afford
1: <laughs> is top. The, the top three in the metric are Washington at 2,500. The chiefs at 2,900 and the dolphins at 3,300. If I have all the money available, I'm taking the chiefs there. I think the chiefs are going to be able to keep Denver in check. I don't think the biggest thing is, can they stop the run? If they can stop Denver's running game, the chiefs dominate this game. And that's, that's it. That, that That's where I'm looking. That being said, the fourth name on the list is the Denver Broncos at 2500 I wouldn't touch the Broncos. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball. Uh, you know, I just... who do you, Is there anybody you like?
0: Um, um, looking at defenses, I'd have to see what kind of money I have left over because I tend to oh, use... Oh, yeah. De- I tend to use defensives last, like after the flex spot. Uh, so, I do like the Bengals' defense at home. They've actually been playing very well again. And... You know, I kind, of, I, but it's a little pricey. I do kind of like the Dolphins playing the Giants because the Giants don't have an offense. To How
1: much are the Dolphins this week? Where
0: they're
1: are thirty-three. Are that's, yeah. I mean, that's 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 a a money is available right. situation, right? I right. mean, yeah. I've got them pegged for over seven points, which is pretty high. I think they're the cheapest team I have that's at seven points. Yeah, they are thirty-three hundred of all. I don't have to, I don't have anybody on my list that's over seven points on defense this week. Again. The parody is just is starting to show. And of the teams over seven points, everybody's more than thirty three hundred dollars except the dolphins. Um, so yeah, I think I think that that's not a bad play. I just don't know that I'm gonna have that extra four hundred dollars to upgrade from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Right. That's the problem. So all right, Craig, we're out of time. <laughs> Sad. Uh sadly. Sad. So uh final thought. What do you got for me?
0: Uh, final thought, just, um, welcome back for the week. We did take the unannounced week off. Sorry, it happens, you know, whatever. Uh, but you know, it's being Christmas time. I'm just going to say it out there. I'm finally out of retail after seven long years. Uh, you know, if you, oh go, God, if, yeah. if you go shopping, just be nice to the person, person helping you because life in retail right now or customer service in general, it just kind of really sucks. So don't be yeah. a dick. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's all I'll say. <laughs> for, And patience, guys, patience. Everyone is understaffed. I work in HR. I work in an HR department. I see it every day. There's the for a variety of it before anybody starts stumping up. There's the damn payments for unemployment. There's so many free. Do you know how many people I've lost at the place I work because of childcare issues? Because no. they can't be rely. <laughs> they can't rely on schools to remain open. We we know a person who's literally their school has been closed. I think since September five times. Wow. And, and what do you what do you do if you have two working parents and all of a sudden your kid comes home with a note that says they have to work, for, they have to, to have, they have to do school from home for four days, while they clean out the entire school and make sure that everyone and and oh, and by the way, you're technically now exposed too. So you're probably what employer is going to put up with that happening five times in like a four month period? You yeah. know, I mean. Be patient out there, guys. It's it's rough. He's absolutely right. That's a great final thought. My final thought is, uh, believe it or not, it is um, it is V Foundation Week at ESPN, um, and they're focusing in obviously on on the great and late Jim Valvano, the man who famously ran across a court uh, forty years ago looking for anyone to hug. Um, <laughs> but it's it's also believe it or not, it's twenty eight years since Jim Valvano gave the speech at the ESPYS where, um, w- which led to the found the creation of the, the V Foundation. and it, it's been 28 years. Just a reminder that during this season that's supposed to be a season of giving, don't forget that giving isn't just about giving gifts. There are a number of good charities out there that need help, that need our support. And uh, the V Foundation is one of them. The last time I checked, the V Foundation was fully endowed. So all their administrative costs are being covered by endowment. So when you give them a dollar, that's a dollar that goes towards cancer research. And that's important to note, too, when you look at your charities, look at their breakdown. How much of every dollar actually goes to the people or to the cause that you're supporting? Because some of them are a little shady, but Mm. most of them have built endowments over the years now, um, that, that allow them to to do these kinds of things through corporate sponsorships like with ESPN. So definitely during the season of giving, take a take a moment and, and just look around you at the places that can use your support and, and donate judiciously if you can. But, you know, donating isn't the only thing you can do. You can leave us a review. Anywhere you listen to us, any podcast directory where you find this podcast, we would welcome a review. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, We are on Twitter, at FignutsDFS. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com if you'd like to send us an email. Uh, It used to be email was like the fastest way to communicate with somebody. Now it feels like the slowest, but um, we we do do have an email. (laughs) Yeah, I I check the email every week. Uh, We're also on Facebook at the the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Please leave us a review there or reach out to us there. Uh, I feel like I'm missing some sort of venue, but I think I just uh, hit them all. <clears throat> Twitter? But reviews. Twitter. I did say that, that's DFS. yeah. Yep, yep. I really should I script so. this out. I keep saying I'm gonna, and I just never <laughs> do it. I'm a lazy bastard. But um, we do appreciate it, and your, your feedback and your reviews help us greatly. So before I say goodbye, hi, Deb. I did Gotta sneak it in. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. I actually had a conversation, uh, Craig, really quick before we go. Yeah. That a conversation during my, uh, my gaming stream last night. One of the guys that I game with a guy whose screen name is Trestis came on and was like, man, I missed the podcast last week. I'm like, somebody actually noticed we were off. We've made it to the that, big time. That feels
0: good. Feels good. It
1: feels, it feels, it feels nice to be wanted. So thank you Trestis, for your continued support <laughs> as well. So we will be back next week. Um, I don't think we have any more weeks off between now and the end of the year, although I am off the week between Christmas and New Year's, so who knows what kind of shape I'll be in to record that week, but we'll we'll see what happens. Are you taking any time off during the holiday this year?
0: I, again, because I'm finally out of retail, I have that week off as well. It's first oh, no. time first time since 2011 that I have that week Wait off. Wait a
1: minute, the entire week between Christmas and New Year?
0: Uh, I may have to work that Monday after Christmas, but that's it.
1: So that's and we have we have the 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 New Year's Eve celebration on Friday. So that means Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're off. Yes. You know what we haven't done in a very long time, and is staring at me from across the room right now. <laughs> what the rebellion?
0: Oh, I think we'll have more than enough time for that.
1: Will we? The last time we broke open <laughs> rebellion, we played for eight hours to a stalemate. It's <laughs> Look, like chess for Star Wars nerds.
0: <laughs> it really is, and then you know. It's it. The game's complete as long as Khajiit gets um, blown up. So,
1: well, that's the thing. That's the thing. You <laughs> just read it, it, It's a Star Wars strategy game that takes hours to play, and every time we've played it, whoever's playing as the side of the Empire just gets to the point where, like, screw this. I'm just going to start <laughs> shooting planets. <laughs> sometimes it works, re- <laughs> and sometimes it works. Most of the time, the rebellion is just running for its freaking life. <laughs> As as a Death Star is slowly moving across. And and the worst part is when they built this game, they never thought you would ever destroy more than three of the 30 planets. So there's only three destroyed planet markers. So at some point you're like writing blown up on a napkin and putting it on the board. It it, it gets it gets a little wild. So <laughs> we might have to consider doing that, but we'll see. I, I I would say stream that, but nobody wants to watch that. Nobody <laughs> nobody wants to watch us play this. You never so. know. Craig, thank you as always. Excellent job.
0: Thank you. Um
1: And uh, we will see you guys next week. Go enjoy week 13. Bet with your head, not with your heart, particularly with this freaking slate. Um, And we thank you so much. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast.